0: Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast number 13. Today, we are talking about buffering. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, where we are building profitable food businesses, one product, one process, one thought at a time. Now, here's your host, Dr. Michelle fannin Hello, everybody, and welcome. You know, we have a running joke in my coaching program. Come on over here. We are in misery like half the time. It's so amazing. And it sounds like, well, miserable, right? It is about half the time, unless I am resisting the misery, and then it is miserable well more than half of the time. You know, when we commit to being okay with half of life being negative, we stop worrying that the negative means that something is wrong with us, with the situation, with our customers. We stop looking to false pleasures to make us feel better and instead look for the true pleasures in life. We call this looking for false pleasures buffering. And buffering is when we use external things to change how we feel emotionally. It's something we do to keep us from fully experiencing our lives, to hide from reality, to procrastinate, to not show up and face the music and face ourselves and face our feelings. We don't wanna face the truth of our lives because we don't wanna experience any type of negative emotion. We feel entitled to happiness and pleasure all of the time we feel entitled because well we've been taught that that we're supposed to feel happy all the time and when we aren't happy all the time we think something's wrong and then we buffer to stop feeling like something is wrong in our lives but I'm here to tell you having done this work over and over and over again When you stop buffering, you move to that 50-50 balance that most of life is. You stop using your limited mental energy on the false pleasures that buffering provides, and instead use it on what drives your life forward and, and gives it meaning. Stopping those false pleasures in your life actually really builds true wealth. It builds the wealth of connection and the wealth of time in your life. False pleasures drain us. They allow us to use our mental energy on things that like either actively harm us like overeating and overdrinking, or allow us to pretend that things are hunky dory when they really kind of aren't. False pleasures give us hits of brain chemicals like dopamine that feels so <laughs> very good in the moment but totally leave us empty afterwards. You know, stopping buffering means learning to live in discomfort, learning to live without seeking those constant dopamine hits. Discomfort isn't going to kill us. Discomfort is a vibration somewhere in your body. You know, we've talked about this before. Discomfort is a feeling like any other feeling and you can feel it and it doesn't have to dominate your life. When you stand in discomfort in the service of your dreams, of your desires and the world that you want to live in, you can do absolutely anything. Yeah, I really do mean anything. The hardest things can come in your way and you can handle it. When you show up to yourself, you forge new neural pathways that reinforce what your brain can handle. But when you buffer, you basically quit ahead of time and create this self-fulfilling prophecy of not showing up to yourself because you've basically convinced yourself it's too hard. And then you don't show up to yourself and you convince yourself it's too hard. And it's it's this negative, vicious cycle. It isn't too hard. It's work. I'm not going to lie. I've been doing this work for a while, but I promise it is worth work worth doing. So how do we stop false pleasures? Well, the first thing you have to do is notice where and when you are seeking false pleasures. What are the actions that you do to create false pleasure in your life? So remember last week when we talked about verification and validation, and then the week before when we talked about time management? There were three steps that I taught you in both of those podcasts. Step number one was write down what you're going to do. Step two is do it. And step three is deal with what happens when you don't do what you said you were going to do. Today is all about dealing with what happens when you don't do what you said you were going to do. Most of the time, we've told ourselves that we're going to do something and we don't do it. We move to something that makes us feel better in the moment because we really don't like discomfort. You know, say I'm going to get my podcast organized, and I really don't want to do it. And ooh, look, shiny object, Facebook post, Instagram like. I can go do that instead. And I don't get the work done that I need to get done. Um, Because it's uncomfortable. I don't want to sit and write a podcast. I don't want to send out invoices. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. And so I go do other things. Because we've all been taught discomfort is wrong. Discomfort is bad. And we seek that pleasure or distraction to relieve that discomfort. And in the food world, folks, I have seen this in many, many forms many, many times. Okay? And we know what it looks like. It looks like overeating and it looks like overdrinking. It looks like obsessing about Instagram likes and your Instagram feed and the perfect picture. It looks like anger and yelling and throwing things. It looks like gossip and Backstabbing, being mean to your coworkers. You can probably list even more. But why is anger and yelling on there? I mean, what is that a false pleasure? Well, it's because a lot of people have figured out, even somewhere in the back of their mind, that when they yell at someone, they get a hit of dopamine in their brain that makes them feel better. It makes them feel like they have done something useful. To move their lives forward, but they really haven't. Yelling at work makes you look deranged, no matter how many times we see chefs on reality TV shows do it. It is not normal. Over also super common in the food world the food is literally right in front of us it's there at work it's there all the time we work in food and the food is there it's delicious food it gives huge hits to all of our pleasure centers it's the same with alcohol I mean how many people do you know that finish a shift and go to the bar and get blasted and talk shop um Both alcohol and food in those cases serve to numb the pain of our lives in a very, very temporary way. It's temporary and ultimately very destructive. The more we eat, the more we drink, the more we eat, the more we drink. The more we gorge on social media, the more we gorge on social media. It becomes a perpetual issue in our lives because experiencing pleasure just, well, makes us want to experience more pleasure, right? And then we feel entitled to having pleasure all the time and it's immediately available in so many ways. I mean, think about how many ways you can gamify your life so that you get that hit of dopamine. There is so much value to less food, to less drinking, to less stuff, but when you talk to people about less, Dudes, all they want is more. When are we willing, really, if ever, to give up false pleasure? But giving them up makes more available the experiences of real pleasure in our lives. Constraining your drinking makes you more alert and more available to the people you love in your life. Constraining your spending gives you more money for the things that are really important. Constraining yourself to true pleasure actually gives us true freedom. And so then the question becomes well, what's left? What remains when you stop buffering? What is your life like without all those false pleasures? What would it be like if you didn't overeat, if you didn't overdrink, if you didn't overspend, overwork, over People Please, over Facebook, over Instagram? What would your world be like if you didn't seek the false pleasures and just went for a true, honest, and authentic life? Are you willing to live like that? Are you willing to live without any brain substance manipulation? Without any false pleasures? Without any pretend emotions? You might not be. That is okay. It is your life, folks, and it is your choices. But I want to tell you, you do actually have a choice. And here's how you start creating those choices for yourself. I want you to look back on the last time you think you buffered. We just came off the holidays, and so there are probably some super easy choices around overeating, over-drinking, overworking, spending too much time on social media that you can pick from. And I want you to ask yourself the following questions, okay? There are eight questions, and there are some sub-questions in the second one, so you might wanna write these down. The first question is, is, well, what did you buffer with? Be as specific as possible. Did you overeat at a party? Did you overdrink at a party? Did you spend time working when you said you were gonna spend time with your family? Be as specific as possible as to what you actually did. Write down the date, write down the time, okay? Then I want you to think about why did you buffer with whatever it is that you buffered? And if you don't know why, let's go through some questions, okay? So what problem were you thinking about? What problem were you facing in your life? What was the situation? Start there, okay? And just describe that as best you can. Then ask yourself, did you feel safe in solving the problem or facing the situation? You know, did you feel physically safe? Did you feel emotionally safe? And did you feel financially safe? You know, it's the holidays. And a lot of times we overspend because we feel financially unsafe. And we've been taught that if we spend money, we'll feel better. But of course that never works, right? So did you feel trained in solving your problem or facing the situation? Did you know how to do it? Is there enough respect going on in your life to solve your problems, to face your situations? Did you feel like someone has invested in your ability to solve the problem or face the situation? Have you invested in it? Or if it's a work problem, has your employer or your team or whatever invested the time, money, and energy necessary to face the problem? Do you think that your contribution or solution will be valuable, will be valuable to yourself, to your employees, to your family, whatever it is that you're trying to solve? And finally, I want you to think about why you didn't feel empowered to make the choice that you told yourself you were going to make, to do the thing that you told yourself you were going to do. Digging into why you buffered helps you see where your brain was that it switched to needing a false pleasure instead of actually doing what you said you were going to do, right? So the third question and the you know the big overall questions is well what would have worked better what else could you have done next what did you notice about yourself or the situation okay now that you're thinking back about it what are you noticing about the situation about how you reacted and how you could have reacted now I want you to think about after you've thought about that well what did you learn what can you take from this situation so that you grow from it and that may very well help you answer well how can you let it go now you know if you are constantly beating yourself up you're not going to be able to let it go and I promise you cannot beat yourself into a better life it's just not possible so ask yourself, how do you want to feel about this moving forward? You, you buffered, it's okay. People do it, you can recover from it by going through all of these questions and how do you want to feel about this moving forward? Do you want to feel like you learned something or do you want to feel like you're an idiot and you're a perpetual idiot and you're never gonna get any better at anything? Both of those are optional thoughts. I like the optional thought better that you can learn and grow from this. So then the the final question is, well, how are you gonna handle this the next time? The next time you see yourself grabbing for your phone, grabbing for another drink, how are you gonna handle this? Maybe think about putting a pause in there as you reach for your phone and stop it. And maybe that's enough to get you to notice that you're about to dive into buffering when you promised yourself you'd do something else. The thing is about buffering is, is that we really do it. But if we see ourselves do it, we can hit pause and make a more intentioned decision. When you make a more intentioned decision, you see false pleasure for what it actually is. It's an illusion that you're happy when you've still got things running around in your brain and you're still beating yourself up for doing what you said you were gonna do and you didn't do and it's all that monkey mind stuff, okay? your first step is just to notice where you are seeking false pleasure in your life once you notice you will find yourself making different choices you'll stick to what you wrote down that you would do and then you'll actually do it you will feel the real pleasure of the freedom that comes when you show up to yourself I promise That other 50% when you show up to yourself is so much more amazing than the false pleasure of checking your Instagram feed. Have a great week, my friends. Hey, are you looking to connect with me over the growth and scale of your business? Well, we've got this really great new way to do it. Head on over to sf.com bdi.com slash blueprint and learn how you can get on a phone call with me and have 30 minutes that's going to like change your life and change the direction of growth and scale in your business. Love to talk to you soon. You've been listening to Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele on the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast. We hope you loved the show. For more information and show notes, please find us at sfbdi.com. Thanks for listening.